0: Hey, everybody, a very important conversation with the great Phil Klein. He gives us an update on the work that he is doing on the front lines to win in the courts. He's actually in the courts filing lawsuits on the president's behalf. Please consider supporting us at charliekirk.com support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. And if you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, where we play offense with a sense of urgency to win America's culture war, go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com. Phil Klein is here. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus I want you to know we are
1: lucky to have Charlie Kirk Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country, he's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will
0: not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Have the best Thanksgiving and Christmas ever with Good Ranchers. Free hickory, honey, holiday ham. Every new subscription gets a Berkshire Hickory honey-smoked ham for free. The Berkshire hams are 100% no antibiotics ever, 100% hormone-free, and 100% born and raised in America. Hands down the best ham you'll ever eat. Berkshire pork, which is a heritage breed, is known as the world's best pork. And the best part is 100% free with every new subscription. Sign up today and get yours before we run out. And as always, Good Ranchers is 100% American beef and chicken, and now pork. Steaks are always USDA choice and higher. Chicken is 100% all natural, no hormones added ever. Good Ranchers began with the standard of bringing top quality, 100% American-born, raised, and harvested meat to families across America. This vision was instilled into them from their grandparents that owned community grocery stores and believed in trust, charity, and family values. GoodRanchers.com partners only with American ranches from across the U.S. to bring the highest quality meat straight to your door. So go to GoodRanchers.com. That's GoodRanchers.com. It's the place to go. It's goodranchersofthenest.com. For the price of a family going out to dinner, you can go to goodranchers.com, use the promo code Charlie to save $20 off your purchase. Goodranchers.com, promo code Charlie. Phil, are you there?
1: Yeah, with you, Charlie. Great to be with you. Again. Thank you for
0: enduring my uh, history of LBJ. Well,
1: I love it. And l- let me add something to it if I can. Please I appreciate do. you showing that story. You know, one of the keys is not only that they stopped the counting but LBJ knew exactly how many votes he needed. And they found this box that suddenly turned up and it had just the number of votes and everybody in that box that was recorded as voting. It seems out of mere coincidence voted in alphabetical order, used the same color ink to sign in their name and actually had the same handwriting. So yes, um, or election fraud. In fact, archaeologists will tell you that in ancient Greece and the democracy there in Athens and the other cities, they voted by writing on pottery shards. And they have come across evidence of old elections in which the same name of the same candidate is written in the same hand on multiple pottery shards in one election. So it's about authority. It's about power. It's about money. And you're telling me that there are not people willing to stretch the law and circumvent the law to be the leader of the most powerful nation on earth. So absolutely, this is a concern. And the evidence is compelling that further investigation is needed.
0: No doubt. So I want to introduce you to our audience. Uh, You uh, were the attorney general for the state of Kansas, um, and you're currently the director of the Armistice, Armistad, Armistad Project yeah, yes. uh, and uh, of the Thomas Morris Society, and you're a professor at Liberty University, which we think very highly of here. And so you've been doing some amazing work. I wanted to actually take a step backwards. And uh, just a short answer, if you can, please. It's so important. And if anyone watching this right now is, more in- is interested in learning more about this, please go check out the Charlie Kirk Show podcast. Just take out your phone, type in Charlie Kirk Show podcast, because by the way, I have to tell you, Phil, it was one of the most interesting podcasts I did recently. Our Numbers on it are amazing. Can you give us the short version of how billionaires probably bought this election, but in a way that no one is talking about through the actual corruption of how the votes were counted? It's fascinating what you've been uncovering.
1: Yes, we had a billionaire in the counting room and America was kicked out. Um, uh, Specifically, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, going back to March of 2020, was employing a man named David Plouffe and you said short. OK, let me get short.
0: No, no, no That's 400... OK. Just just be thorough. But, you know, I want to get to the other stuff. Oh, OK. Too.
1: Yeah, yeah. You put up that stop sign if I go too long. David Plouffe wrote a book called The Citizen's Guide for Defeating Donald Trump. And in it, he said the 2020 election is going to come down to a block by block street fight in turning out the vote in Philadelphia, Detroit and Milwaukee. Now we fast forward. David Plouffe was working for Zuckerberg. He leaves. But Zuckerberg suddenly flows $400 million into two sleepy 501c charities that are built by Obama activists. One of them gets $350 million. They start putting out activists into uh, the swing states, recruiting Democrat strongholds to ask for money. And then, boom, the money came. Ten million dollars into Philadelphia. Zuckerberg money flows into Philadelphia and says, Philly, this is how you're going to run your election. I will pay the election judges. I will pay all of these people to, to to do these satellite offices. I will buy the machines and I will do this. And if you do not do what I tell you, I'm taking all my money back. And suddenly, Philadelphia has 800 satellite offices to turn people out, what we call Zuckerboxes, those drop boxes on every corner. Those are invitations to fraud, by the way. And then in Republican areas, I'll just give you an example. Delaware County, Pennsylvania, strong Democrat stronghold. Zuckerberg poured money into the city. There's one Zuckerbox every four square miles. That's a Zuckerbox to vote within a mile of your home. Republican areas of Pennsylvania, the 59 counties that Trump won in 2016, one Zuckerbox for every 1,100 square miles. Sounds. So here's what the government of Pennsylvania told its voters. If you live in a Republican area, go on a weekend vacation, find Waldo to vote. If you live in the city, we're going to drive by and pick up your ballot or just walk down the street and cast your vote. That's wrong, violation of equal protection should never happen in America where people are treated differently regarding their opportunity to vote.
0: And so what you're saying here, just so our audience understands, a guy that's worth $100 billion, which is just creepy in and of itself. I mean, it's creepy because of the amount of power you can wield, especially when you're basically trading on other people's data in a form of surveillance capitalism. You're not actually making hardware. You're basically just found a better online portal and widget of where people want to interface, and you sell people. I mean, we are the users that are literally now being traded to other companies that they can better sell us. That's exactly right. So this guy's worth $100 billion. That's fine. We've all benefited from Facebook and Instagram, and I just think it's a little outrageous. But then he takes $350 million of his money, pours it into these sleepy 501c3 charities, and what what was their budget before that $350 million infusion?
1: Uh, At most about 1.2 million a year.
0: I mean, so that's a 350 multitude of scale, right? Right. An increase, which is no organization would be able to handle that kind of increase or unless it's a corporate takeover, right? Unless – And it's
1: planned. They planned it.
0: Precisely. I mean, so let's think about this. If you were Mark Zuckerberg, would you really write a $350 million check? Would you wire $350 million? Would you donate $350 million of Facebook stock unless you knew exactly where that was going, unless you knew what it was happening? And so then all of a sudden what you're saying is then they they put micro grants and they peppered them around in certain metro areas uh, under these kind of Center for Technology and Civic Life charities. These Zuckerboxes were created, your term. And basically, they were also influencing who was counting the votes. Is that right?
1: Well, they were paying them. They paid the people who accepted which ballots to count. How is that legal? It's not. (laughs) Our opinion is it's not. Of course, there are many who say it is, but certainly – We can't privatize elections. Now, there's a difference. If if you, Charlie, wanted to spend your money on a candidate independently, you have a right to do that. But this is actually purchasing the government officials who run the election. It's like you going on trial for something. And before the trial starts, you meet the judge at his home and say, you know what, judge, I've got a few million for you. Uh, How about that? That can't happen in America. And it is wrong.
0: Yeah, so I have a question and this just came in to someone who was watching us, freedom at charliekirk.com. They just emailed us. Don't the legislatures have to approve these kind of Zuckerboxes? I mean wouldn't there have to be some form of consent from the 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 Republican body, not the small r Republican body, right, where they are the representatives of the people? Because what we're talking about here is a is a tectonic shift in actually how we do elections and no one approved of this.
1: That's right. It's a mixture of things. Actually, some legislatures did, but most of it is they claimed COVID made it necessary. You have to go into March of this, of this year, this past year, and suddenly you saw all of these lawsuits on the left claiming it's too dangerous because of COVID to get a witness on your absentee ballot. It's too dangerous because of COVID to have a stamp on your absentee ballot. The state needs to pay for it. It's too dangerous for COVID to compare signatures because it will slow things down with an absentee ballot. Now, all of it is done under COVID fear. And some of it was done by these executive orders by blue state governors saying, we've got to have drop boxes because it's too dangerous with COVID. Now, here's the problem with drop boxes they hold tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of ballots. So our question has always been, who had the keys? Where's the log of mm. who got the ballots? Where's the chain of custody from the pickup down to these consolidated counting centers? Did somebody pick up those ballots and stop someplace out else, dump a few, pick up a few? You're supposed to have logs. You, you remember the 24 seven video cameras that we were pr- promised on all of this, right? We'd watch them 24-7, everybody said with the boxes. Just an example in one county in Pennsylvania, they got solar-powered cameras. Now, <laughs> yes. And so they go down at night or an overcast day. So all of this opened up the door for massive fraud. Let me let me give you some evidence to think about. We've heard for the first time in US history about these consolidated counting centers. Yes. You know, the the big Uh, arenas and stuff used to count. They said that was necessary for COVID, right? That's what they claimed. Typically, the counting occurs by the ward in counties. So it's a smaller counting system. They said we got to create a crowd because of COVID. (laughs) That's not why they did it. They did it for two reasons. One, now you're moving hundreds of thousands of ballots into one location. So it's more easily... Uh, more easy to insert fraudulent ballots rather than having to run around to wards. You've got yeah. one major center where you could do ballot dumps in the middle That's of the a great night. point. And then the second reason they did it is because all the laws require for fairness to ensure integrity, that a Republican and a Democrat be at these tables to make sure people are playing fair. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But now they could say, we've got a Republican in the place, but he's up in the cheap seats And he can't see what's going on down here, but it doesn't matter because he's in the arena. Those are the two reasons we had consolidated counting. centers.
0: Well, and it's also I mean, and this is something that people have to understand is that any numbers we're looking at here, I, I think I think of this as a complete and total outlier. As far as vote tabulation and margins, this election was unlike any other in the way we actually did the election. And so in Pennsylvania, you're not supposed to ballot harvest, but what's to prevent someone from all of a sudden dropping off 30 ballots into one of these boxes that all of a sudden that ballot is then successfully laundered. Uh, that ballot then all of a sudden gets cleaned as if you're Marty Byrd in, you know, Ozark, Missouri, trying to clean cartel money. It's no different. As soon as it gets back into the system, then it's cleaned. I want to ask you about this litigation that you guys have filed. So we are talking right now to Philip Klein, a former attorney general for Kansas, a pretty amazing resume. Uh, you're a professor at Liberty University. And I say this intentionally to build up your credibility uh, because there's a lot of people trying to strike down anyone that's talking about this right now. Um, and you guys have filed filed a litigation in Michigan saying, quote, officials brazenly violated election laws to advance a partisan political agenda. What did you just file and tell us more about this?
1: Well, what we did is we identified all of the actions and, and we've got the same suits going in Georgia in we're going to file in Arizona, in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. We identified all the unlawful actions by election officials. And in Michigan, They unlawfully cured ballots. They took certain ballots and they fixed them without following the law. And there's some other things along those lines. Then we pulled in experts and we said, based on these illegalities, how many ballots are in play? And we actually then reached out to voters to see if the results of their voter history reflect what they did. And what we've learned is there's over 150, 200,000 ballots now that are in serious question in Michigan. In fact, I think the number is higher once we made these phone calls. So let me give you an example of that. We have identified, and I don't have it in front of me, Charlie, but it will be on one of the pages of our filings, a chart that shows the number of Republican voters we reached out to who said they voted, but the state record doesn't reflect they ever voted.
0: Jeez. What states? Like Michigan?
1: Well, we're doing it in all these states. It occurs in all of these states where they radically altered the rules so that it's very easy. Just as you mentioned, it's not only easy to put in fraudulent ballots at the drop box. It's pretty darn
0: easy to remove ballots you don't want. and, And this is amazing. We have a video and I don't know if we can show it to you right now where there was literally a guy ripping up a Trump ballot. We have a video of it. And guess what? We have no record of arrest, prosecution or investigation. And so, you—I want to ask you a bigger picture question. Charlie,
1: you got to show me the evidence first,
0: right? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you got the video, but show me the evidence. Yeah, right, Charlie. exactly. So, but, <laughs> yeah. but, can can you kind of give us an idea? You guys are filing these lawsuits. We're playing with something very dangerous in our country right now, and we have a lot of people emailing us. You know, the questions freedom at charliekirk.com. People are saying. I've lost complete and total faith in the justice system in our elections. This is a very dangerous point for a civilization. As soon as you lose faith in your elections, what comes next is unknown, but it's not good. We know that much. Can you help? Can can you just give us kind of a more bigger picture view of what's going on here, the litigation you're looking into? And how did this happen? How did all of a sudden – how are they allowed to change the way we do elections like this? I guess the virus is the answer.
1: COVID fear they manipulated fear to achieve partisan aims in the election. Mm. And we see that in all the rules they set aside and how they approached it. And, and you see the intent also at the beginning in that all of the polling, all of our understanding of how Republicans behave and Democrat beha- Democrats behave going into this election cycle was that Republicans preferred to, prefer to vote in person on election day. Democrats preferred to vote in advance by absentee. And what you started to see is closing down in-person polling, making it harder than in more than a generation to vote in person. Claiming COVID was the concern. At the same time, you saw the consolidation of counting centers because of COVID. You saw then the radical change in allowing absentee ballots without reason mailing to every household, whether they requested it or not, eliminating things like the signature requirement, witness requirements, and everything else to make it easy to infuse fraudulent ballots into the absentee balloting system. And then you saw Zuckerberg money funding turnout in Democrat strongholds by changing government policies to favor Biden and turn out Hillary Clinton voters for Biden. All of that undermines the integrity of this election dramatically and made it the most lawless election in United States history. So just as you've seen, the use of COVID to restrict every aspect, relational aspect of your life, whether you have to wear the mask above the nose or below it, whether it's six feet or five feet, 11 inches from another person, whether you can attend a funeral or be with a loved one as they're dying or get the surgery that you need. Just as they used COVID. By the way, the science doesn't support all that. Where do you see the scientific debate on this? And also, I would add this, the legislature can function. These powers were governors saying, I'm not a part of the lawmaking process. I am the law. What I wake up and say is the law is only supposed to happen if the legislature's in a bunker. We have faith in democracy to work out policy, not dictatorship. So this COVID fear has been used to justify all these radical changes in suspension of rights. So that's where you started to see it. And yes. you started to see it as part of a design, what they did based on COVID fear.
0: So part of a design, I want to make sure I plug your website too. Uh, is it got space freedom? Or? Got
1: dash or hyphen freedom.
0: Okay. Got hyphen freedom.org. So this was by design. This is an inevitable question I get all the time. Who are the designers?
1: Well, I I believe the man with the wallet. Now, you know, I could step back from that and say it's really David Plouffe. He gave a, a guidebook to how to win this election that he published in March 2020. And that's exactly where Zuckerberg's monies flowed. And you start to see as early as March, um, the scholarly writings on the left were falling in love with what's called emergency police powers, governors declaring the law rather than having to go to the legislature and propose a bill. So you see them start to discuss, you know, we need to use this for environmental emergencies. This allows us to to achieve policy aims we can't achieve through the democratic process. So the left has fallen in love with this. And if you if you go backwards a little ways, Further, you will see that they were already proposing different type of dramatic emergencies declared by government, specifically regarding the environment, so that they could suspend state law and confiscate property, shut down businesses that they believed were polluting the environment. So, you know, this has been a model of the left that they've tried to muscle up with for some time, and it took COVID fear to achieve the objective of a national declaration of emergency and state declarations, so that these governors can run roughshod over the First Amendment, um, over the Second Amendment, which gives the legislatures the power to and determine the, the time, man. place, and, uh, and uh, manner of elections. Uh, and I, I, I jumped the, the Article Two, I meant, and then uh, other amendments as well. They're talking about gun uh, uh, violence emergencies and so forth. So, the the model. The design has been around for a while. They just didn't have the right crisis to implement it. And now they did. They did this year.
0: Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight. All of you that are going into Thanksgiving and Christmas season, I know it's easy to put on a couple extra pounds. Pumpkin pie, stuffing, cranberry, just a little less activity than usual. I get it. Also, commit yourself to lose weight. And that's what Noom is all about. But it's more than just losing weight. It is a lifestyle changer. They take a physical, psychological, and social approach. Uh, You can integrate Noom into your life because you trust yourself to make good choices. The psychological part of it is the ability to make healthy choices more easily, understand your thought patterns better, a stronger sense of self-worth. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. If you go off track, that's okay. You're human. It's understandable. But Noom is able to really be able to encourage you and give you the data that you need because it's based in psychology. Chat with a goal specialist and Noom community to get and give help to people going through the same things. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up today at Noom.com. noo mcom slash Charlie. That's Noom.com slash Charlie. So I want to get your thought here. I heard this from an unrelated source, and I'm very careful sharing things like this. A friend of mine in California who was running for office – a a friend of his was running for office. Anyway, he was contacted by the FBI about a – um potential FBI investigation into voter fraud across the country. And so right now we also have this, another piece of verification of the FBI contacting Matt Brainard um, about the voter integrity project's findings that indicate illegal ballots. Have you heard anything about this? Um, yeah. You ran the Attorney General's office for a major state, Kansas. Can you uh can you give us some some more information into that?
1: Yeah, Matt, Matt is a part of our project. We've retained Matt for the last month, and he is one of the experts that, that we cite to in our pleadings. We also have a mathematician and others, and so he's part of the story. And just recently, the FBI did uh, meet with Matt to obtain data as it relates to the project that we've got going forward. I, I will say that there's other law enforcement interest that is happening as well. But these type of investigations, from the criminal standpoint, take time, and I I wouldn't expect a Justice Department investigation to act in time to impact this election. And that's why it's important that we continue to ask the right questions and demand answers. Because I believe the evidence is clear that this election should not stand as it stands today.
0: So there. So you're saying that there's probably significant interest then into these investigations from a criminal nature. They do take time. Um, I'm afraid that in some ways, though, there is not enough zeal from some of these federal agencies looking into this, especially the FBI and the DOJ. It seems like the priorities that a lot of these law enforcement agencies have had have been completely backwards. What do you think – you're you're now investigating this um, through your means. I think that if you had subpoena power, I would imagine you would be able to find a lot more. Uh, And that's why I don't understand why a lot of these other state attorney generals in Republican states aren't looking into this more, but that's beyond me. What do you think the path forward is then? What do you expect to see um, in your invest in your lawsuits and what you're what you're pre- presenting in court right now, what do you th- what is your path forward for what you would consider to be a victory?
1: Well, we've got several suits that are going before uh, state supreme courts that I'm hopeful that those states will seriously consider the evidence that we put before them. And we intend to appeal their decisions if they do not rule in our favor to the United States Supreme Court. Um, We are still developing evidences that we hope will become part of the public narrative. And you're going to hear some of that evidence that we will be releasing this week, which causes severe concern about the integrity of the election in several of these swing states. So it's taken a while to develop that evidence. You know, one of the mistakes we make is we trot out a link in the chain without telling the story. And when we put all the weight on one link of the chain, uh, it dissolves very quickly under public scrutiny. And as we discussed the last time I was on the show, Charlie, we, we now know how they did this. We know that they first recognize that you can't count what you can't see so they kicked everybody out who could watch their conduct and then they and, and we know how they did it and we know that the officials who were paid to do that were being paid through mark zuckerberg money and now we also recognize that they determined that you can't steal what you can't find So they identified ways to steal ballots. And I want to I want to share with you an example. And I forget whether we went over this last time for the first time in our nation's history. You saw blue state election officials doing contracts with third parties, giving them access to the voter rolls so that they could actually enter registered voters.
0: So who, who was doing who like just can you just name specifics on that? It's so stunning. Rock the vote. So so Rock the Vote, who we've dealt with before, they claim to be nonpartisan, and their idea of nonpartisan is to talk about climate change and transgenderism, open borders, BLM Incorporated all day long. That's their idea of nonpartisan. Who's behind Rock the Vote? And what you're trying to tell me is that Rock the Vote, which is nothing more than a Marxist insurgency organization, had back-end access to Secretary of State's websites?
1: Front-end access. So oh, I'll give you the front end here in a minute. Um, You know, typically, if you were doing a voter registration drive, like the League of Women Voters, you would fill out a form and they would take it down to the election. The election clerk would then enter it into the electronic data. And that's important for a couple of reasons. First of all, the election clerk's role is defined by a geography, a county. So it's easy to find mistakes. Secondly, they're subject to freedom of information. Request because they are a public entity. And thirdly, they have political accountability, you could vote them out if they do wrong. Rock the Vote has none of these, yet now, they had the opportunity to enter data into the polling books of these states that contracted with them, and there's other groups as well. Now I want to make it clear, that doesn't mean that Rock the Vote, I'm not saying they committed fraud. I'm saying that anybody with a modicum of computer talent could have populated through the Rock the Vote interface our election poll books with false persons and identities right and left to create voters that don't exist. And in fact, we're getting evidence that these voters who don't exist voted. And I'm getting affidavits in that regard. So we opened up the front door. All of this worry about Hacking from Russia or China on our poll books? No, we were hacked from within because we were lax in sharing the front door
0: with private groups. No, so, so was this Georgia? Was this national? What, what states opened up their their books to rock the vote? I want to know what states did this.
1: Michigan and Pennsylvania that we know of. And we believe other gro- groups in these swing states. And we're demanding the information now.
0: So let's just take Pennsylvania How on earth did a Republican legislature not know that Rock the Vote, which is a Marxist organization, you go to their website, it's all the same sort of icon and graphics and logos of all the social justice warrior movements out there. How, was, was, were people aware of this or did this happen so rapidly? Did this happen so dramatically? Like just, it just was, it was just so aggressive in the way they put it forward and it was so sudden that no one really realized any of this
1: it was the secretary of state
0: the secretary of state of pennsylvania is a democrat
1: and the secretary of state of michigan
0: they gave their entire infrastructure then over to rock the vote
1: they have an information sharing contract with rock the vote that allowed them to enter data into the poll books and and now on the back end it's unbelievable now on the back end you you know you 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 can't you can't catch what you can't find. Now to cover it up. There's a group called the Center for Election Innovation and Research that Zuckerberg gave 50 million dollars to. You know what they do? They do the software on the poll books.
0: And so so what's amazing to me Phil though is that philosophically the Democrats and the left have always been complaining about the potential privatization of our elections and democracy. What you're trying to tell me now is a small group of very powerful people that don't create anything in the hardware space that basically sell us, not just influence, but they got their way in a a plutocratic type way. Essentially, Democrats complained for a while about the idea of the Koch brothers coming in and having all this influence. And then they said, well, if they can do it, we can do it better and no one will attack us because we control the means of communication. And then they used the the fear around the Chinese coronavirus, and we as Republicans did nothing to contest on this terrain.
1: Well, I'll just share with you kind of my perspective from when I served in the legislature. I enjoyed working with people from both parties who had principle, who believed that there was a truth, and that the truth guided them in their conduct and their virtue was defined by that truth and their conduct in accordance with it. That's, you know, I found that in both parts, but I found a majority of people who served in the legislature, they believed just being there rendered them virtuous. In other words, that democracy was inherently virtuous. The procedure is not virtuous. Virtue is the conduct of people, not a process. In fact, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Unless virtue's in the equation, the sheep will always get eaten. So I will say that there are principled leaders in both political parties. But right now, the dominant political theory is if I'm there, I have a right to do as I desire to do to keep me there because my being there in and of itself is virtue. And that's what you're seeing play out right
0: now. Absolutely incredible. So can you just give a kind of closing thought here? What is your where where are you really focusing a lot of your attention? Where are you looking at? Uh, and also, what do you think what have you learned in the last couple of weeks that has really told you, that really informed you of the state of our elections in our country? Just give us a big picture update and then where you're really going to be focusing on in particular.
1: All right. This was an orchestrated and concerted effort to dramatically and improperly influence this election for a specific result that was manifested through something we've never seen before. And that's private public partnerships that shared sensitive data on individual citizens with the private sector so that they would have front door access to manipulate the election. And that was played out and funded by a billionaire who not only is engaged now in censorship, in that he believes we are, we are too stupid to understand the truth, so he has to protect us from ourselves. He's also now playing a role in how we choose our leaders. That money was teamed up with other funds from Google and Big Tech to directly purchase election officials and managing the election, creating a two-tier election system, one making it easy, Almost impossible for Democrats not to vote, and one making it difficult for Republican areas to vote. Those things combined violate equal protection, and the Supreme Court needs to take up that case. And if the case is got, it gets to them in that fashion, they will act because it is wrong. The odds of that are still long, and this nation must persist in exploring, revealing, and preventing this from ever happening again.
0: It's absolutely, it's its really chilling. How can people help you?
1: Uh, you mentioned the website. I appreciate that. Got-freedom.com, got-freedom.org, or com, either way. And I, I covet your prayers. And, 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 and the prayers would simply be that we be transparent to God's purposes. This town... Charlie you've probably, you've been up here I know this town operates in a false premise with false gods and it drags you into places you don't you don't need to be involved in we need to focus on the truth and be purveyors of the truth and be humble enough to have the courage within our father's promises i would ask for those prayers
0: well we will continue um to pray and to support you. And I guess I do have one, one last question, which is for the people that feel hopeless, what is your message for them? Because a lot of people are emailing us, they're saying, I'm just ready to give up. We don't believe that here. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Can you just give a message of hope?
1: Yes. I don't look to government for hope. I don't, I don't look to government for hope. And, and I have, A great and and respect for what America can and should be, and often we've fallen short. But I have my hope vested in a place that cannot be taken by the enemy, that is sure in the promises of God. Put your hope there, get this relationship strong, and he'll lead you in all other things uh, of other relationships. So I, I, I know this might be bold to say, Because I I want to stand for this country and all the truths and all the beauty uh, involved in it, but I don't place my hope there.
0: Well, that's very well said. So everyone, it's got-freedom.org. Phil, keep fighting. And I want you to come back on our program as you continue to march the litigation through this process. And I just have to say, what you are doing right now um, through trying to uncover how people that have... 12 figure net worth are influencing our entire republic is so critical because that's, that's a part of this that no one is talking about. But how, how, how they have 100, 130, 140 billion dollars in net worth. And now they say, shut up, citizen and little person. I want to now be able to tell you what to think. It's very creepy. It's wrong. It's chilling. And that will be the death of America if we don't rise up against it. And isn't it amazing that Donald Trump, the person they said was the billionaire candidate, was had money from the plutocrats being spent against him. It only confirms everything we've been talking about here for quite some time. Phil, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: Thank you, Charlie.
0: Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you just rather work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company who understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Listen, this is all you need. Unlimited talk Text and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. I wouldn't be putting my name behind this if I didn't know that these were veterans that love their country, unlike other people that are in the corporate space. I can tell you, if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty. A company that actually puts their customers first. Switching to PureTalk is the easiest decision you'll make today. You can keep your phone and your number, or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids, grab your mobile phone, dial pound 250, and say Charlie Kirk. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, and just say Charlie Kirk. It's the password, secret word, Charlie Kirk. Peer Talk. Simply. Smarter. Wireless. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for the support. God bless you. God bless America. Talk to you soon.